GPS, I first started using it, I think it was 2003. Um, what was it? Uh, North Melbourne. We remember a guy from GP Sports, Adrian Faccioni, sort of bring, bring them down to the club and gave us a couple of units to play around with. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live interview. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Today's episode is a bite-sized episode with Jared Egan. Let's go. You were talking to yourself back then. Is there anything you would have done differently or you're pretty, um, you would have done sort of the same formula? At the time, no, I think I, I think, yeah, I, I knew when I was at uni that I, I think I just took every opportunity that I could with um, work experience because I thought that would really help me. Um, yeah. And so I wouldn't, yeah, definitely. I'd, and I've told people since, like whenever I've come into contact with people trying to get in or finishing uni or at uni, I'm like, you just got to, you got to go crazy and get as much experience as possible because when you come out of it, that's what gets you a job. It's the degree itself. I don't know. Everyone's got a degree, so how do you separate yourself? And for me, it was that experience plus being having done athletics. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you mentioned the the two strong influences, uh, Andrew and and uh, Loris. Yeah, there are other guys that spring to mind that helped you along the way. Yeah, I suppose at Geelong at the time, Mark Thompson was the coach, and um, he was a good coach. I I I definitely got along well with him, and um, I think he he helped initially probably just because at times that there was times when i was i had to sort of run the program in my third year i think for a short period loris was um had some family um things going on and had to take some time away from work so but they remain charged for for i don't know four or five weeks or something like that and um so i had to deal directly with bomber and and basically do what loris did and you know come into meetings and do all that and and that that was a really great part that taught me a lot um, yeah. and he was good even when I went to North Melbourne he sort of helped me with getting that job and um, and tell me what I should do there might be the combine coming up with their 20 minute sprint and or their 2k time trial yo-yo um, that time of year now what, what sort of drills were your, maybe your top three drills for, that were specific to footballers that fixed common issues for running technique yeah specifically um, the main drill I would do was tempo running so, and I'd still do it now, um, where you'd get over probably 70 to 80 metres, I'd have guys run repeat efforts and uh, I'd set a time, that a flying 20 time that I'd want them to sort of cover over that distance. So, and, you know, that'd be a consistent speed that they'd run at. And then I would just, as they're running, I'd give them cues um, to to focus on for each, for each rep and then try to do, you know, there might be, I wouldn't give them too much at a time, but just slowly try and work on one thing maybe per session and how do you go about it um do you do you speak to other snc's that are working with soccer clubs is it research what's it what's your main form of um upskilling yourself to prepare um i didn't really um know anyone else who'd worked in football at the time it was <laughs> it was it was a pretty early on and um i i knew a guy the guy one of the guys actually worked with at at Celtic, names uh, Alan McCall. Who um, he's a researcher now and does a lot of does a lot of research. I think he works at uh, Barcelona and Arsenal. And but at the time, he'd been out of Australia previously for a year doing working work experience at Brisbane Lions. I think and 
And we just got along well. And I used to talk to him quite a lot because uh, he had more experience in, in a, he grew up in Glasgow. And one of the key things I always used to know is that whatever sport I was in, it was really an, doing a needs analysis of the sport was the first thing I ever did. And just looking at what's involved, the movements involved, the, the, um, energy systems being used and yeah i just i just watched the sport and that probably helped me the most for a young coach listening in what what is what is well, maybe three things or it doesn't have to be three two things that are really important for developing relationships with with your athletes the way you talk to them i think is important um i think um early on for me i i just listening to them and, and letting them use um their experience and feel like they're you know they're valued and their opinions are, are important and their experiences and and you yeah, know making it the training um as just individual as possible for each of them um i think yeah. was really really important and making them feel like that you care about them and yeah like you're, you're out there to help them and you'll do things for them and you go over the top and um you know go go out of your way to to make their life easier really as a practitioner did you change much of your philosophy? Did you what sort of insights did you find from it? What were some things that early days were done that end up becoming rubbish? Um, GPS. I first started using it. I think it was two thousand and three. Um, what was it? Uh, North Melbourne. We remember a guy from GP Sports, Adrian Faccioni, sort of bring bring them down to the club and gave us a couple of units to play around with. And it took, yeah, you know, the first few years we really didn't know what we're doing what we're doing with them. Um, we're just getting. Yeah, total distance and we didn't really know the metrics that we needed to look for and I probably didn't invest much time in it at the time. Probably when I got to Adelaide, I really um, started using them more and I worked quite closely with the, the sports scientists there to to you know start to look at our high-speed numbers and sprint distance and, and come up with some you know, management systems there to get more out of the boys and to start to prevent injuries. I, th- I thought that there was a, a really good way that we could use GPS to help with soft tissue injuries. If you enjoyed that bite-sized episode, make sure to search for Jared Egan in your favorite podcast app to listen to the full interview on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast.